0: Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk about the power of beating hackers. I'm going to give you some examples of what to do if your information's been stolen online or if your profile's been cloned on Facebook. Stay with us. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Okay, so a lot of times I'll talk about spiritual themes, or I'll talk about energy, or I'll give you tips for empowerment, or I'll have some amazing guests on here, which I've had recently. I've had some great people talking about self-realization and self-awareness and how to be a podcaster and all kinds of great things. However, I'm going to give you some practical information today, and this has come from recent experience. Both of these things I'm going to talk about today have happened to me in the last 10 Days And you know what? They're probably going to happen to you if they haven't happened already. So have you ever gotten one of those scary emails letting you know that your bank, which is what happened to me, your hospital, your cell phone company, your DMV, Facebook, or your employer has been hacked and that your identity could be compromised? Information has been stolen from over 100 million people in some hacks. Like there's a Facebook hack. There's an Equifax hack. There are hospital hacks. There's cell phone company hacks. The DMV has been hacked in some states. It's unbelievable. It's everywhere where basically some or all of your information has been stolen. Like your name, your social security number, maybe names of your relatives, where you live, right? Stuff that can be taken and resold on the dark web so people can take your identity and open up credit cards in your name and do all kinds of shenanigans and people who could try to get access to the titles of properties that you currently own by using your information. People could try to shut off your utilities or open their own utilities in your name. The prospects are frightening. So if you've been hacked like this and your identity has been compromised, I'm going to give you some ideas about things you can do. And later in the show, I'm going to talk about Someone clones your profile, pretends to be you, reaches out to your friends, sends them message requests, or sends them messages, and I'm going to tell you about some mistakes I made and then how not to do those things so that you can try to avoid the unfortunate outcomes of people who've been hacked or had their information stolen. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, Please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. Recently, I got an email from one of my banks saying that they were breached and that my information may have been stolen. Okay. The other thing is I've mentioned this on my podcast about dating. That sometimes people will have part of your information that they buy off the dark web, and then they're going to data mine you to try to find out the rest of the information. So if people get some of your information, as I'm referring to in this podcast, and then they encounter you on a dating website. They might try to get the rest of your information, like the names of relatives for passwords or the names of your pets, stuff like that, because a lot of people use those names In secret codes or passwords or access information or secret questions. So you need to be aware that these things are connected, okay? The data mining that goes on on dating sites and identity theft in other areas, these things are often done by the same people or those people sell that information to each other on the dark web. So here's the thing. One of the terms they use is a threat actor. Threat actor is either an organization or a hacker specifically that steals information or hacks into a system to steal it, okay? So uh, my bank said there was this – they have names for these now. It's called the Move It incident. And they said the Move It incident is the result of a major cyber event involving federal agencies and corporations around the world. The threat actor behind the incident has threatened to publish sensitive information acquired through the vulnerability – Please consider taking the following actions recommended by the Social Security Administration and Credit Bureaus. And just so you know, Equifax, a Credit Bureau, that was hacked a number of years ago. And I was involved in that because of like hundreds of million, I think it was like a hundred million people were involved in that hack. So again, this Move It thing that just happened, a whole bunch of federal agencies were hacked. Isn't that unbelievable? So What the suggestions are is number one is monitoring your credit reports. And if you don't know what those are, so credit agencies are agencies that keep track of your credit and how you pay your bills. And if you listen to my early podcast, Power of Money, parts one and two, episodes 16 and 17, we talk about how you can live a life where you pay your bills and you keep track of your credit report so you can track credit in case that you want to buy something like a car or a house or a piece of land or something like that, right? You should be paying attention to your credit anyway. But if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, or if you just haven't been paying attention to your credit, there are three organizations. One's called Equifax, one's called Experian, and one's called TransUnion. And I'm putting their phone numbers, And their links in the show notes. So here's the thing. You should be going on those agencies and looking at what your credit is anyway. And you should also be looking at um, any mistakes and you should be disputing them. And that's one of the ways you find out if someone's trying to take your information and then apply for fake loans or uh, not fake. Apply for loans or credit cards in your name because you'll see things on there that you didn't do on in these credit reports. The other thing you can go do with these is you can put a fraud alert on your accounts by contacting them. And usually if you do a fraud alert, at one agency that will automatically notify the other two and a fraud alert tells creditors to contact you before opening any new accounts or before making changes to existing accounts. You can also get a free copy of your credit report, which you're entitled to once every 12 months from each of these agencies. So you know exactly what your credit is. And then you can also start working, as a side note, on repairing your credit, like paying your bills. Maybe there are bills you didn't even know that you had for some reason. Sometimes things get forgotten or a debt may be sold to another business and you didn't even know there was a debt. Um, and then um, you might work on paying that off if you have something that's outstanding. The other thing you can do at each of these credit agencies is you can freeze your credit. And agencies will require personal authorization before approving any credit application. You can also unfreeze them so that when you want to apply, let's say you want to buy a piece of property or a home or something, then you can unfreeze your credit so that that can be checked so that you can do your loan application. Okay, now if you think that you're a victim of identity theft, you're going to want to immediately file a police report. So here's the thing. If you see on these credit reports that someone's been applying for credit in your name, you will want to file a police report, and you're going to want to notify the Federal Trade Commission, and that's www.identitytheft.gov, and... I don't have the information for your police report because I don't know which police uh, agency is in jurisdiction where you live, but you can find that by going online. And this is one I didn't know about and then I found out about is you can also request to block electronic access to Social Security. And I gave a link for this so that you can make sure that somebody can't go to Social Security online now that they've stolen your social security number and pretend to be you and try to get your social security benefits. That's a little terrifying, isn't it? Just think about that. You want to prevent that. So I give a link for that in the show notes so that you can go to social security. Okay, so those are tips on what to do if you feel like, okay, I was in my my license was part of this DMV and that was hacked. Or my bank sent me an email saying that my information's been stolen. So sometimes your bank will say, well, they didn't take your account numbers, but they did get your other information. Well, that's not exactly comforting because have you ever looked at how much you can find out about somebody online? It's terrifying. Um, I'm going to give you a name of another organization that I mentioned called Intellius. And I have used that in dating scenarios, and um, but you can use it for all kinds of things. But Intelius is i n it's www of course i n t e l l i u s dot com. And the thing is about Intelius is you can type in somebody's name, and if you know their cell phone number, okay, which is something that these guys could steal as part of their information that they can steal online, you can, you can, and you have to pay for this service, but you can, I think it's like $1.99. You can get where somebody lives. If they have bankruptcies or liens, their criminal record, the names of their relatives and a whole bunch of other information about this person. You can find out if they have a criminal record. Now for us, like if we're dating and we want to make sure that somebody's on the up and up, That's really helpful, but that means that a hacker who has your phone number and your name, they can also get on there and find a whole bunch of stuff about you. So I also recommend if you haven't listened to my dating episodes, and I'm going to just say that if you are single and you are dating, you're really going to want to listen to those because (laughs) um, there's a whole bunch of tips for safety in addition to the stuff I'm talking about on those episodes. But if you are, um, and it's like episode 71, 72, and 73, if you want to have safety, healthy boundaries, and protect yourself, I recommend you go on there and listen to those episodes. But I will tell you that um, if they, ha- you can get a Google Voice number so that when you're out in public, um, you don't put your cell phone number. But terrifyingly, if you put your cell phone number up on, let's say, your business website, and somebody knows your name and your cell phone number, they can find out all this personal stuff about your family and all kinds of other things. It's really scary. So, wanted to make sure that you know that. Now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about what to do if somebody hacks you on Facebook. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we're back. Okay. So one of the benefits of social media is staying connected with people, right? Right. And that's great for networking. It's great for business. It's great for maintaining emotional connections or finding people, you know, that you knew back in high school. And it's great for learning too. But the downside is if something goes wrong, all of those people that you're friends with could be affected too. So here's what you can do if you've been hacked. But first, let's talk ramifications. Let's say you have 2,000 friends on Facebook which is pretty close to the number I have because I've been on there a long time. And I like to network on there, right? So, and not all 2,000 of your friends would be affected by this because not everybody sees all your posts. But let's just say 10%. Let's just say 10% of the people that you're friends with see your posts, right? But I want you to imagine that a hacker, they, they hack your account and they get in your account, and then they send friend requests to all of your friends. Now, let's say that if 10% of those people respond, that's 200 people that accidentally gave access to that hacker through you. And that hacker could then take their information and either sell that information on the dark web or try to con those people. And that's not a good thing you don't want to be the gateway for these hackers to get access to your friends or family. We want to avoid that outcome for sure. So first thing you're going to do is change your password. Okay. And then you're going to do a post that you've been hacked, but I'm going to tell you something before you do the post, listen carefully to my next tip, because I made a mistake and I don't want you to have to repeat this. Okay. So when you make this post, uh, I believe it's on the right hand corner, but Facebook changes its formatting all the time. But look for the three dots. That means options. If you click on that, it says something like change who can see this post or who can see this post. Take it off of public and put it on friends. Okay? And the reason why is because there are people online, actually, not people, there are bots online. They crawl Facebook for key search terms. They're AIs online. And they look for key search terms like, I've been hacked. Okay. I put up a post and less than 30 minutes later, I had 10 comments from scammers themselves pretending to be, quote, helpful to me. Hey, that happened to me too. And here's some place you can go to fix it. Or, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. I'm so sorry. And here's where you can go to fix it. Literally, 10 of those showed up in about 25 minutes. That's, those aren't people. Those are machines doing that. Okay? So, what's going to happen is they're looking for that, um, that phrase, I've been hacked or help, I've been hacked. And that's what those AIs are looking for. And then they literally automatically send you these comments. It's so gross. So, and those things, those people are not legit. So do not click on any of those comments or their links. So what, what do you do when you get those comments? Let's see you accidentally do this, okay? So now you have to go and you have to find the comment, which is below your post. You right-click it or look on three dots. It's usually a right-click or click on the three dots. And then first you're going to do is for the people who comment on your Help I've Been Hacked post, you're going to block that person, and then, well, first, excuse me, you're going to report the comment because you want Facebook to know that these hackers are doing this. You're going to report, you're going to block, and then you're going to delete. So report, block, and delete, okay? So that's the key phrase, report, block, and delete, okay? Really important, and that's really important because you don't want to you want to do them in that order, okay? The reason why is again you want you want to tell Facebook that there are scammers out there. Okay? You wanna make sure that those scammers don't have access to any more of your comments or any of your friends, and then you want to delete the comments so your friends don't accidentally click on the scammer links. Okay, so let's say you didn't do what I did, you set your, your post to friends. That way your friends know. And you're going to say, I'm sorry, I've been hacked. Don't uh, don't respond to any, if you've gotten a friend request from me, we're already friends, so this person's a fake uh, profile. And don't respond to any messages that I send that seem like they're from someone else. Okay? Or some other way that you'd like to say it. Now, one of the things I also do and I'm going to tell you this because this will be helpful. What I do is, and I recommend this for you, is you go look yourself up on Facebook. You can do a search, the little, the little magnifying glass. You click on that. You do a search for yourself. You'll find the fake profile. And what they've done is they'll take a picture of your profile and then they'll alter it in some way. Uh, these people put like, I don't know, a smiley face next to my head that was like teal. Okay. And that's how I knew it was fake, right? You're going to get click on that link or right click on that link. And an option will open up to copy the link to that profile, copy that link and paste it somewhere in your notepad on your computer. Cause you're going to need that. Okay. So. What you're going to do is then you're going to go to that and you're going to do a screen capture on your cell phone to take a picture of that fake profile so that when you do the post, letting your friends know, hey, this is a fake profile, do screenshots so they can see a picture of what that looks like. So they don't accidentally say yes to that person when they're sent a Facebook messenger friend request or just a friend request. Okay. So then you're going to go to the fake profile. You're gonna to look to see how many of your friends have already said yes. I went on there and I think I was told I had a fake profile, and like within an hour, I had four people who were signed up on there. Now I have over 2,000 friends, so I know that that was a fake profile because I have 2,000 friends. This is four people. So then I messaged those four people on Facebook Messenger, or actually, some of them, if I know their cell phone number, I'll text them and say, hey, just so you know, you were sent a fake friend request. Now, here's what you do is once you um, find out who those friends are, you send them messages. And I, ideally, if you can text them, it's better. Or you could send them a message through Facebook Messenger. Um, but texting's the best. Remember how I told you to get the link to the fake profile? You want to put that link to the fake profile in your message so they know That's the fake profile. Now, here's the thing. So again, you're going to message your friends. Tell them who... uh, So you're going to message your friends and you're going to tell them they were sent um, a fake friend request or a message through Messenger with a fake profile. right? You're going to let them know. So you're notifying them, right? Then, so notify, then report, right? Because you need to report... To Facebook, but you don't want to report first because then Facebook will take it down and you won't be able to see which friends have been sent messages. So you're going to notify your friends. Then you're going to report the fake profile to Facebook, which could take it down immediately or might take a few days. What you're gonna do is you're gonna find those three dots and look for a way to report the profile, saying it's fake and then it's impersonating you. Because it says it gives you options like how is this fake, is it spam, is it impersonating someone, and there are this the, these lists of things. And you're gonna say impersonating someone, and then it says me or someone else, and you're gonna say me. Okay. If and the thing is so notify, report, and then. Again, um, well, it blo- you won't need to block it because Facebook will automatically do that for you, which is great. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, to the big picture, for you to stop this in the future. If you get friend requests they are fake, like you get a friend request from somebody you're already friends with, that means that this has happened to your friend. So you're going to want to text your friend or message them, some way that's not on Facebook because the hacker, if they've gotten access to their account, they will be able to see that you messaged that person. So what you're going to want, to, and then they can block or delete your comment on Facebook. So what you want to do is you want to message them off of Facebook, either texting, email, calling, or through a different social media site, whatever. Notify your friend. Hey, my account was hacked. This is a fake person and tell them that they want to report that uh, that profile and that they want to block that person, that fake profile. And I would screenshot, send that screenshot of the fake profile so they know what it looks like, so they don't accidentally block you. Now, the thing is, I've been doing this for years for people. I've probably told, I don't know, three dozen, maybe more people that their accounts have been hacked. And unfortunately... At least in the past, hackers have done this to people I find. They're looking for an age range. They tend to do this. The friends that I've seen that they've done this to, everybody's over 50. And I think they do that because they're looking for people who are not a tech savvy, in their minds anyway. That doesn't mean we aren't, but whatever. They, they're they looking for people who won't pay attention, who people who aren't noticing these things, and inevitably... Those are the people that I've seen who've fallen for this. Now, fortunately, because I've notified people and I think one of my friends told me because she's tech savvy. Now, here's the thing. I know this comment sounded ageist. I don't think they're true, but I think that these hackers think they're true. (laughs) They're looking for low-hanging fruit, right? They're looking for the people that can be taken advantage of most easily. This also happens with scams, with computers of any sort. They're always targeting people who are less tech savvy in their minds. So want to make sure that you know about this and I want to make sure that you have some tools about it. And is this like spiritual or is this uplifting? No, but the purpose of today's show is to help you protect yourself. And sadly, because we didn't know that we're going to have to be information tech experts, IT experts, just to have an account on social media or just to live our lives. I'm providing this information. I think it's important. Anyway, I hope that this was helpful for you. Thank you for joining me today. And feel free to go back and re-listen the show. Please share it with family and friends or anybody you think that needs this information. And I want to give you a great send-off for today. Have a great day and remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. See you next time. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971 971- or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A dot com.